0: Nito is a music producer, musician, and photoprompt artist from Norway. He started his Cardano journey in a Pavia Discord and has been minting his work on the blockchain ever since. His music is generally electronic-based and can be classified as a combination of synthwave and EDM. However, it's immediately clear upon listening that it takes inspiration from many different genres. Nito is an example of how artists can opt out of the traditional music industry and still reach audiences from around the world through blockchain technology. You are listening to Artists on Cardano. To support this podcast, please subscribe and follow us on social media. You can also donate ADA to $ArtsOnCardano, that's A-R-T-S-O-N-C-A-R-D-A-N-O, to help us document the ever-burgeoning landscape of Cardano NFT creators and now a conversation with Nito. Before we get, because I definitely want to hear about your background as an artist and everything, but um, like, how did, how did you get into Cardano and everything? What, what sort of brought you into that journey, the thing that's currently bringing us together?
1: Well, I first started with crypto uh, last February, late February, I believe, when I started getting into crypto and started doing research. Um, I got over one of Charles' Uh, whiteboard videos of course (laughs) (laughs) Um, from there i just did some trading uh, throughout the year Um, i found nfts in uh, october i believe early october then i had some uh, not so fun adventures over an uh, ethereum
0: before (laughs) i
1: (laughs) before i found uh, cardano nfts in early November before the uh, second uh, Pavia lament, that was brought me into into um, into Cardano was the the metaverse uh, game of Cardano
0: Ah oh, that's awesome I I love hearing that because you there's a lot of shade some deserved some not <laughs> in my opinion there's a lot of shade on Twitter about metaverses but if that kind of thing is bringing in artists you know from around the world and from like all different backgrounds like then that's definitely a plus that people don't talk about.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm based in Norway. So it's, and it's difficult for me to, as an independent artist, to get all over the world. So to have the opportunity to run around or have concerts or some live events in the metaverse is more affordable.
0: Absolutely. So what, because the metaverse, like that word can be, can mean so many different things to so many different people. So what, what exactly does the metaverse entail for you? Well,
1: it's, a, a virtual world which you can, uh, where you can meet others.
0: So that's the main requirement is just interaction, regardless of whether it's necessarily like virtual reality or, but just, just more of a place to connect.
1: Yeah. Digital place to connect.
0: No, I think that's a huge um, thing that people don't really take into account. I, and maybe it's partially, you know, or at least like, cause there's so much speculation, you know, as, as you know, as well as I do, I'm sure like cornucopia and, Pitches with claination and like all these different you know things minting and I, I just see so many people throwing shade.
1: Yeah, and it's like like you mentioned, Cornucopus now uh, with all the it's like we have this tribalism. With oh, my metaverse is, is better than yours, uh, <laughs> but like a metaverse is yeah, like I said, it's a digital meeting place where you can meet others. It's just uh, different technologies behind. Uh, yeah like pavia is doing something else than Conocopius is doing but it's basically the same thing only that you can maybe have some better graphics on conocopius and yeah more games a different adventure to call it that
0: yeah no that's definitely i i love how what what it's going to do for artists and in, in the uh who are like starting to interface and go into the blockchain technology sector and everything like that's that could be a huge, huge pull just for, for people in general, espe- especially after COVID. I mean, people having to experience like being on their own and all that. So, but cool. So, so tell me about your music journey. How, how did you start off? What, what is like, what's the first thing that, um, that got you into sort of scratching that itch and, and seeing what music is about?
1: Well, I started with uh, learning guitar at uh, 16, acoustic guitar, and uh, it developed to metal and rock. So I've been playing metal and rock for, twelve, fifteen years. Yeah, r- really heavy. Like, have you heard of uh, Children of Bodom? I have not. No, I know. <laughs> I
0: need to check them out, though. I'll write that yeah, down. Yeah,
1: Finnish, uh, Finnish group, Children of Bodom. They're really, really heavy. But their guitarist Alexi is, uh, he's a guitar god.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. I need to check it out. <laughs> that's that's so funny though uh i i would not have pegged listening to the music uh, that i love i've listened to of yours i would not peg uh like metal that's that's surprised <laughs> but but also makes some sense i i could i could see also the connection a bit um but that's so cool what what drew you into like the metal aspect of things
1: well it's uh like i said classical metal and rock like uh yeah metalhead metallica all the all the main all the the main rock groups or metal groups and and some non-well-known, like Scandinavian ones. And yeah, I can't, I can't. come up uh, on the top of my head right now because it's uh, it's been EDM and dance and synthway for the last five six years. Oh <laughs>
0: yeah, man, that's awesome. Uh, before we move on from the metal, what uh, yeah. what do you think of Lars Ulrich, the drummer from Metallica? Are, are you a fan?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I'm. I'm not a specific uh, person fan. Like I. I I'm a fan of the band.
0: Yeah, yeah. I met more his drumming style. I just feel like his drumming style was so, um, it definitely influenced a lot of people who came later. Because obviously, there's a lot of people who criticize his drumming. It's too simple. It gets like the Ringo Starr thing. But I just feel like there's not enough appreciation for the foundation he set for them yeah, with that.
1: That's right. It, it doesn't have to be complicated or a lot of solos or if it's too much, it's too much. He, he does what he's supposed to do
0: yes that's the, yeah i like that i like how you put it that way uh awesome and master of puppets too I can't i can't forget that i just watched stranger things and that was like they had a big master of puppets uh section yeah. it was pretty cool i'm not gonna lie
1: yeah that's um yeah that scene was really awesome <laughs> right I, I was there
0: <laughs> it's the most metal thing ever yeah so good uh awesome so then so uh Classic rock, uh, like death metal, so on. Did what got you into um, the EDM electronic scene? It's
1: hard to say actually. I've been I've been listening to EDM, and uh, one of my biggest influencers is Avicii. He's been in a, a lot of parties here in like his music here in Norway with my generation, so I kind of grew up with him. But I I, I don't know. It's on it's it's only flipped like. The radio, I just switched the radio channel, and my Spotify like list uh, just had an update to, yeah, more EDM house. And then I started to, I'm quite a, uh, a curious person, so I, so I was like, how can I make how can I make music like this? Because I've been recording my guitar, and I play some drums and keyboard as well. Uh, made some some of my own uh, rock tracks.
0: So, so you uh, multi instrumentalist? Like you started off on guitar, but kind of dabble around. Yeah, that's the way to be. I feel like those not not to down put down anybody else, but I feel like that's like how musicians really like dig into just all the different aspects. Even if you don't know how to play, you know, guitar as well as like somebody crazy good, it's okay. Like it it, it enlightens how you approach other instruments by learning those instruments.
1: Yeah, and it and it was a, a part of my creative process to. I never find, uh, found what I really wanted. So then I had to make it myself and it was the same with electronic music as well. Like I was listening and then suddenly I will, I would have an idea. What if, what if that section or that part of the song sounded that way? And the only way I can, could make, make it happen was to do it myself.
0: There you go. What is it? Necessity is the mother of invention. A lot of people, not to again like put Cardano on such a high, you know, we, we get that rep in uh, Twitter in the Twitter verse about how Cardano is like we're snooty or we're all full of ourselves or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it's a very Cardano thing to kind of do that, you know, like Alex uh, Watanabe, who I was speaking to about Unsigs, he, he was the same thing in terms of um how he started to go down that road. It's like, oh, I've never seen somebody use NFTs this way, so I'm gonna try that. And so I love that yeah. mentality.
1: If you can't find something that's suitable or enough, then do your do your own.
0: Then do it, yeah. That's how revolutions can start. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Awesome. So yeah. So getting into the EDM scene, question, and I don't mean to have like the um, the stereotype, but like usually at least at least in where I grew up in the states here, you think of like EDM and like Molly and like like drugs and stuff like that but you don't seem like, you know, and everybody experiments their own way, has zero judgment here whatsoever. But like, it doesn't seem like that's at all, like what got you into that at all. But I assume that's still like a thing around the world. Like people will go to raves and just like have amazing, wonderful times on crazy amounts of substances, right?
1: Yeah. Well, EDM and techno here in Scandinavia is two different things. It's like uh, rave is hard techno, Like like the old style barrel drum, techno <laughs> yes. if not, yeah that's rave but EDM that's more house yeah house electro so it's always been a party music since um, since uh, high school
0: so okay thank you for that differentiation because yeah, yeah I, I don't want to be one of those people who's like only associates <laughs> that with that which I know there's tons of different you know aspects to it obviously um, but one can't like deny how much it suits to that kind of just getting in the zone, that hypnotic nature kind of, you know, definitely. Cool. What you mentioned a little bit before, but what, who are some of your favorite artists?
1: One of my most influential, like to me is uh, Avicii, uh, Bruce Springsteen.
0: Ooh, Bruce Springsteen from New yeah. Jersey. Yeah. He's yeah. One of
1: my, uh, one of my idols. Uh, Beatles. Yeah. I, I love their style. Like with the Springsteen stylus as well, it's so you can't find anything else that, that's the same or that's similar.
0: Totally, it's like singular in that sense. For me, it is. Totally, man. What do you call it? Bruce Springsteen, yeah, growing up in New Jersey, I can't tell you how many times I heard him on the radio. Nice. And it, it took me, yeah, I, I started off loving him and then I was like, okay, come on. And then I got, I had like a resurgence. So it's it's wonderful to hear that he reaches so many parts of the world. That's, that's so cool.
1: Yeah, and he's it's, it's quite big here in Norway, so uh, all, always been since uh, late, late 80s or early 90s that he began doing concerts there and yeah, packed stadiums. I think I've been to four Springsteen concerts when he's been there. Yeah.
0: You've been to more than I have, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> so cool. Cool, cool. So Bruce Springsteen, uh, what, what other artists as well?
1: Uh, Michael Jackson been one of my uh, favorites or idols since I've been since I was 4 I think I even I even learned uh, the moonwalk
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wow that's amazing dude props
1: <laughs> but not but not anymore
0: <laughs> I was going to say you know you have to show everybody now
1: no. <laughs> do a do a Twitter video
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly right <laughs> Hey <laughs> NFT ideas you know Hey dude for your next fla- your next Flontoshi collab
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be don't great. don't mention that to him. <laughs> I won't. I won't.
0: So, so, all so you're very like um, it's not like you just take from EDM; you take from all sorts of genres. Clearly,
1: yeah. Well, I um, I was in a space with Project Newham and I was inured by them. And as I said to Ryan, I've uh, I've been influenced by my father's music since I've been little. Like. There's Bruce Springsteen and Beatles, um, so and I've never really understood. Well, well, now I do, but before when I was young, I didn't understand the lyrics. So I, my my only connection to the music was with the melodies. So that is where I've taken my approach to my music as well, as I'm I'm not the one who makes a lot of lyrical songs or songs with lyrics. I only use melodies because that's what I've. That's how I get my feelings out in my music.
0: And I mean, that's, I feel like you don't need to understand the language if you can have a beautiful melody, you know, everybody can connect with that.
1: So, and, and it's the same, it's almost the same now. The first thing I listen to when I hear a cool song is the melody. It's the first thing I connect. So I I don't care about the lyrics for the first couple of times that I hear a song. It's like, yeah.
0: No, it's like a very like visceral sort of um, part of the process, I feel like. Yeah. That, it reminds me of Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky is like such a melodist. Um, and a lot, it's, it's annoying because a lot of very intense composers um, in the classical world, they're all like, oh, Tchaikovsky, like, you know, that's just pop music. And it's like, man, you try writing a melody like that. Like that's, you know, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. have to be like super complicated. It doesn't have to be, it just has to be beautiful. And he hit those right spots. So there's something very much to be said about that.
1: You don't have to deep dive to understand every line or every note where it's placed. Just relax and, and just listen and enjoy.
0: So, so what's the process? I, as somebody who uh, has worked in different like, other genres of music and so on, like, what, what's the process for sitting down and like what, what program like, do you use? What, sort of, what do you start with when you attack a piece or, or a, a, a song? Like, how does that all work? It
1: can differ it it depends on the melody or the feel I get in my head like I can start with the i can get a bass that I can start with that i need to find the, um need to find the right sound i use f l studio by the way a uh, loops as it was called before <laughs> um yeah it, it can be a bass um i can suddenly have a lead a lead melody and then a build a song around it or yeah it really depends
0: on the feel yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's not like you always start off with bass kind of thing. It's not like you always start ground up. Like
1: no, I, I hate uh, being systematic and have constraints. I that's why crypto. That's why Web three music.
0: Yeah, definitely. There's not nearly as many constraints. I think I forget it. I think it was Noom that posted it where they were saying how the the article said that it's not so much a golden ticket when you get signed by a label. It's more like golden handcuffs. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense from the horror stories that I've heard. So,
1: I had um, I have a friend now who who struggled a bit, uh, constantly uploading and sent demos uh, and been turned down everywhere. And I'm like, why bother? Instead of instead of trying to live by a couple of thousand a month out of streams uh, and get signed, while, And you got people enjoy your music. You have supporters in Web three. Why don't start mint mint some of your songs? Try to make a brand out of yourself and not rely on other people's brands like record labels. And, and then you can be more creative yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. The music itself, the content changes because of the constraints that it's within, like that. Yeah. Did your friend um, end up going down that road at all, or?
1: Yeah, but I believe uh, he got lucky in the end. Uh, but still.
0: Oh, nice. Good for him. And how's, how's the experience from what you know of with it?
1: I don't know. I've, I've, I've always done my own, like I use DistroKid for my Spotify releases. It's a release platform that do the onboarding to Spotify and Apple Music uh, for you. So you, can, uh, so you can be an independent artist without getting signed and, and still release music on streaming platforms.
0: Because how, how does it normally work with Spotify?
1: Difficult questions. I, I, I think um, if you're signed for a record label, you make your songs, uh, they decide if it's good enough to, to be listed, and they do all the handling with all the streaming platforms and the licensing and
0: stuff. Not much control over anything, <laughs> really. No,
1: and it's, yeah, like, like you said, it's been, um, I've heard a lot of horror, horror stories by artists being yeah depressed, because you can't, you can't make what you want to make, you, you have to make uh, what they want you to make.:
0: It's hard to be an artist and to really truly be oneself if if you're constantly being told yes or no with, with those things so. Do you think people like um, like Kurt Cobain, because from my understanding with him, it was more like he just never wanted to be that person. But then I also wonder how like the the dynamics between like the record label and between like all the all the business side of it I wonder if that was a big part of it or if it was more just like his his own mental state where he just didn't want to be seen by so many people.
1: I don't know, maybe both well it's <clears throat> like if you get signed, you get a lot of pressure, I believe, like I've never been signed, but it's I imagine it's a lot of pressure to because. If you get popular, you constantly have to make content, you constantly have to make music and and imagine you're a, you're a painter, you use two weeks on a painting, and then your manager comes by and just rip it off and just start over. not good enough so yeah, perhaps that's one one of the reasons
0: yeah so yes yeah, so so that's so you use uh FL for, for putting together music and for composing and just, yeah, I love that, that free form sort of thing. Um, It seems like very daunting. I mean, it's just like any artist, like whether it's like a blank canvas or like just a block of marble before sculpture or anything like that. But like, do you ever like, what's it like going in starting? Do you usually have an idea that then is the impetus to start or is it sometimes like, okay, I gotta, you know, I gotta do something here. So let me like, like what, what's that beginning process like?
1: Differs as well. Uh, recently, I had the pleasure of having some collabs or p- partnerships that I, I don't want to disclose. But it it is putting me in in exactly that spot where from before I can I've been able to do whatever I want, just play by my imagine. Uh, but now it's like I I can still do it, but I have uh some persons persons who who can maybe ask if i can tweak some parts to give me feedback while i work
0: that sounds nice in a way
1: yeah well it it is it's um it's a fun challenge i, I still control everything myself but to have and i still have the artistic freedom but now i have to tailor to some other wishes <laughs> yeah you can you can say
0: which I guess those constraints are nice in a way. It forces one to kind of, um, especially since you do have full control over everything. It then it's like, okay, well, how do I get this goal accomplished while still adhering to this particular thing that that person wants?
1: Yeah, and I still and I still try to have it in the back of my head that it's they they chose me for my music, uh, so it's okay. It's still it's still my music. I still get to. Have the creativity that I want, so it's not that bad.
0: That's a huge. Um, that seems like that's the most important thing in a big way to you, is that you're able to express yourself the way that you want to, and there's no, there's no um, unwanted constraints around you.
1: But it's uh, yeah, back to the starting point. For with those collaborations, they already know what they want to have music on, so I have to twist my creativity in their direction and my mindset to wrap my mind around uh, the feeling that they want to give the audience and then try to figure something out with the mood or anything but but i still start with whatever comes first like it's a bass the main melody some chords some just some piano notes yeah just to get to get the mood
0: I know you said there's uh, some collabs you don't want to talk about, which is totally understandable, but um, uh, you don't mind if we discuss the Josh Savage collab, do you? Can you tell me about how you uh, got connected with him? And uh, he's an Ethereum artist as well, you said, right? Yeah, well, it's,
1: he's, he's an artist that chose to have his music on Ethereum.
0: You're right. I, I should put it, it that way. I should, not, <laughs> I should not peg like that. That's, that's not right. That's not No, right. It's, <laughs>
1: uh, the scene becomes so much bigger uh, when we remove the C in CNFT. Like, uh, husky reminded uh, me of that. He started posting, like, forget the C. It's just an NFT. So, yeah. But it's um, it started with... I started joining some other music spaces on Twitter. Uh, one of them was Josh's. Um, and he played some of his music. I get to talk to him a bit. Um, explain or tell who I am i was uh my background yeah sort of like we do, do now and then he uh, started listening to his music on soundcloud uh, and like always when i hear something i like or I, I heard his vocals and i heard a melody and then i was like this song would have been so much cooler if <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's when the wheels start turning
1: yeah and then it turned out in the, uh, in the remix yeah. Sorry, my my son is awake.
0: <laughs> no worries. Wow, so cool. Okay, so I think that's smart, honestly, to uh, ask for permission second, you know, um, and just write it first, because then you get to you get to see what what happens and what exists with it, and and then and then also the other artist gets to actually judge instead of being like, okay, well, I guess I'll try and let this person do something.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and I can't linger on something because then I lose i lose the the traction that the, my idea has, so i have to i have to just jump in it in the moment
0: totally it's like catching that um that inspiration zone kind of yeah uh, i've been thinking of these things parallel to like market dynamics and um and just like bull runs or bear runs and like like why these spikes happen and so on and like it def i think there are a lot of parallels honestly for when an artist or a group of people, like, you know, strike gold on something artistically. And I think like, just like with the Beatles and with any like crazy, crazy influential, um, entity like that, they, it wasn't just like planned out and then, Oh, of course that was going to happen. There's gotta be like a situation. It seems like where a number of things are in place and it all happens to coincide together. And then whatever magical thing happens, happens. And I feel like it's the same thing. Um, not just feel like it, researching and so on. Like these bull runs or whatever, like they're not—they weren't just inevitable. It was like a number of things, you know, happened together and coincided, and then all of a sudden, supply and demand shot out the roof. And so I feel like you know it's a very similar thing that you're speaking of, where you don't—you don't want to lose that time. Like the time itself is very important with with when it strikes.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a FOMO. (laughs) Yeah, like, but I'm, I'm not kidding. It's. Uh, we were sitting a couple of months ago watching a movie with my spouse and then uh I, I think it was a background song like a cinematic score that suddenly triggered a melody in my head and I was like i 'm sorry <laughs> but i I have to go down and just get this this melody out in the out on f l studio i i need to I need to map out the melody and and i couldn 't stop. So um, I spent the rest of my night uh, and <laughs> almost the whole night down uh, in my basement to, to make
0: a drac. Oh, that's so cool. But no, it's like you say, like you can't control those things. It's, it happens when it happens.
1: And yeah, like it's, it's a FOMO. It's if I don't do it right there and then, I'm going to lose it. And it was the same thing uh, with the guitar playing as well uh, when playing metal. And you have an awesome solo in your head. And if you don't play it, it it, it differs it's the gone. next time you play it. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it just changes, and it's it's never the same.
0: I like thinking of it from the FOMO end. It it does make me ponder though too, because like the whole like FOMO thing is like, you know, you're not supposed to follow FOMO, um, and all that. Even though some, I mean, there is some FOMOing. Like I I was lucky enough that uh, Clay Nation was like my first mint ever Ooh. that I did, and um, and that was good FOMOing in like kept pressing i wish i smashed the the buy button like 10 times more you know (laughs) if i could go back but um but yeah sometimes it's good and then sometimes it's like oh just wait just wait a little bit you know listen stop and wait and listen and see what's good and then strike so it makes me think about it parallel to that as well i I would imagine that there are scenarios where like either one is best (laughs) just just like in the markets you know yeah
1: of course Depends on the situation and depends on the track. Like, depends on the market, depends on the money you have.
0: Exa- exactly, yeah, it depends yeah. on your situation, Oh, for sure. Yeah, I've been doing so many parallels uh, back and forth with the market stuff. Because I think at the end of the day, all that stuff is just figuring out human psychology. You know, that's just on a mass level, essentially.
1: Yeah, I, I learned something a while back from uh, Block is Hot, that made um, yeah, Cardano YouTuber. He made the Jelly Cubes. Yeah, it's an investment club. I'm not in it, but uh, I learned a lot from his videos regarding uh, psychology, controlling my own FOMO and and trying to time mints and markets here on Cardano. But,
0: uh, it's a whole science. It's a whole journey. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, kind of the funny yeah. thing. You know, you and I have kinship in the sense that we're both musicians who then uh, got into the economics aspect of the world. I don't know. It wasn't on purpose for me, but like... But now I find myself just like drowning in macro stuff and like just trying to learn and understand, you know, like my mind was blown the other week talking to um, this like 50 year options trader who just completely reshaped the idea of risk management in my head. I mean, like, like that was his job. Like that was literally his job at this oil company was like just risk management. And so there's not one element of what he does that doesn't sort of come at it from that side and. I know that's like kind of a standard thing. Like you should always be managing your risk, but, but just the way they put it in terms of like the professional aspect, like if, if you're going long on something, you're shorting the other side as well, just in case you're wrong, like all all these different aspects of it. And, and I think, I like to think that as people who started off as musicians, we kind of have an advantage just that we think about things a little bit differently than, you know, just bottom lines and numbers and so on. It's, as a musician, especially as a composer or, or a songwriter, like yeah. you, have to, you have to think about like, uh, things from the world. You have to think about systemic things happening within one structure and how they affect each other as like, time moves forward. So
1: Yeah, and zoom out and, and you get all the... yeah. Like you say, we have an advantage because we're more creative in mind. So we, we see things yeah, in another aspect, like from another view that non-musicians or non-creative people do.
0: I think it's very important to have both sides of the brain kind of working in tandem with that. Like like Einstein is a perfect example. He was a viola player, um, played in a string quartet with some other famous people. I forget. <laughs> um, and uh, when I learned that, I was like, oh, that is so cool.
1: Yeah, but it, it showcases his ability to think outside the box as
0: well. 100%. I mean, I think that that was obviously who knows, but I would think that that is completely necessary to him figuring out general relativity and and all the other things that he worked on.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, having that ability. So it's, which then just blows my mind how, at least in this country, (laughs) arts are so put aside. I mean, it is the bottom of the barrel in terms of the arts and support and so on. Not like Beyonce or not like mainstream artists and stuff (laughs) like that. But you know, the stuff that's like not mainstream, like orchestra stuff, for instance, so it seems like outside, it seems like in your neck of the woods, it's there seems to be more appreciation. Is that an accurate statement, or is that not so true?
1: Well, yeah, I, th- I think you onto something because we have, like you said, uh, America is a young country still. You think you have more hundred years of history than you actually do, and here in Europe we have we have, we have a lot of history and a lot of music history and influences from many hundreds of years ago. So it's maybe that makes it makes us more i don't know yeah i don't know, <laughs> I don't know what to call it my genetic um, it's it's, it's more him.
0: yeah it's more like appreciated in your in the culture it seems honestly yeah. i mean just traveling around europe and being able to go see an orchestra randomly that's not terrible at least like like if you go and see a random orchestra in the states it's no offense to my <laughs> colleagues and friends it's not like the greatest you know it's no. Yeah, it's... God, how do you describe it? I mean, there's lots of community orchestras around, and it's great, don't get me wrong. Like, I think ev- everybody should have access, absolutely. But if you're looking to do what the composer said to do and to do it in a very beautiful, moving way, then it's 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 hard to find that, honestly. Like, you need to pay a bunch of money and so on. Versus where I found there were... A, and again, this might be totally inaccurate given... Uh, where I live in my experiences, but it seemed like in Europe, there was more access to a uh, varying levels of quality of orchestras that weren't just like the top echelon, you know?
1: No, of course. And yeah, and I've, um, I've gone uh, deep with some orchestral and cinematic experiences lately. And like you said, we have the old orchestras from way back Vienna times, but, but, I still believe, like you talked about composers, and you have some great composers in America as well. Like one of my favorites is John Williams. His his way of moving emotions with his music is stellar. So it's so it's not it's not yeah. I, I don't think you, you should focus so much on the whole orchestra. Like you have some great composers as well.
0: Yes. No, it's very true. Are you a fan of Star Wars? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Did you did you like the new trilogy?
1: Um, not nah, so much.
0: Right? Not so much. I agree. <laughs>
1: it's um, yeah. Not gonna go go deep with, with my reasons, but uh, I th- I, th- I think the focus is wrong.
0: Like, what did you find the focus to be from the original trilogy versus this one?
1: Storytelling versus not so much deep storytelling.
0: Yes. Uh, some mm-hmm. of the music was good though. Some of the music was good,
1: yeah yeah of, of <laughs> course, but um yeah, and it's to keep it on the music music side and to the and the creative side um music nowadays too is like the storytelling isn't the most important thing anymore, and you can you can relate that to yeah every every genre, like movies or some of course, like some bands, some movies, but uh the mainstream. Not so much. It's lost. No, it's lost.
0: It is. Like retail investors, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Did you see that Flantoshi one uh, post where somebody was like, what's a better name for retail investors? And then Flantoshi was like, lambs for the slaughter, like the... The just like basically like naming all of like the worst like like names possible. <laughs> I, I didn't see it that well. Oh, it was so funny! It, I was it dying. It makes so
1: so many tweets a day. I, I can't follow everything, and <laughs> yeah, Twitter man. fucks with my fucks with my feed. Yeah, no matter if I if I put see latest tweets first or see top tweets first, it's
0: doesn't want you to <laughs> no. do that. No, I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither, um, but. Um, yeah. So, but the collabs. Yeah. Going back to the collabs, um, I do love that sense. And as I'm getting more and more into the Cardano music NFTs, like Crime Fighter and um, and Juice, I believe.
1: Yeah, good Juice, Crime Fighter, Disguise, all the Listening Room. Um, yes, Listening Room.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, it seems like that's the only space in Cardano which is very, very cross-chain friendly. Yeah yeah it is it, that, that was a nice surprise listening in uh for one of the spaces like and the way you talk about it too you know it's not it's not about um you know so josh savage is not an ethereum artist he's an artist who happens to mint some things on ethereum like there needs to be less of this tribalism and and so on um regardless of the technology because i i do 100 percent think like there there are a lot of things that are going to stop some of these blockchains from um existing and, and actually adhering to the, the decentralized you know tenets and so on. But it doesn't matter so much for the people who are building on it. The people who are building want the same things that the Cardano crowd wants as well.
1: Well, I, I was honored to be invited and uh, took a part of Cardano Music Metadata meetings with Nuvem and, and many others from the listening room. A lot of creators, like with Crime Fighters and Ryan from Nuvem, Andrew where we well, I, I wasn't able to to attend the meetings because they were like 3am my time <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks Ryan
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got to see one for a hot second um I was talking with him and he invited me into it and I I went in the zoom for a second and like five or ten minutes, and I was like, "Oh my god! Like these, like these are people who are like really doing it." I felt so out of place. So I was like, "Yeah, Ryan, I am going to peace. because, <laughs> like, uh, cause, you know, my whole thing is more like the ticketing side of things with um, like some stuff that I am looking into currently." But it just felt like, okay, these people, like you all, are doing stuff with this, um, and it was really cool to see that happening.
1: Yeah, and it's to get the, back to your point f- with the technologies uh, on the chains that what they and we are trying to do is, uh, yeah, in Six City, all credits to him, um, to have a metadata standard that when some uh, streaming platform like Newroom or Six City or SoundRig, to have every NFT, music NFT that gets minted, can be searchable in some sort of way. When a joint marketplace comes or, yeah, to battle Spotify
0: yeah, that's huge. No, it's absolutely huge. I mean, that's history right there, honestly, in and, the making.
1: But it's, it's important as well, because, like, most of my releases doesn't adhere to that standard up until now. And so to have yeah, but most probably my first NFTs or FTs won't be searchable when maybe in a year or two when a marketplace like, or a player like Spotify gets established on, on Cardano... So my my music will be lost. Like you can't search for it. And most probably many people would use those kinds of services.
0: But I would imagine that, you know, and I'll, let's say like, you know, at some point when you're like super successful and all that stuff, you know, however you want to define that. And people like, I bet you that making that, because those are hard to search for, they'll become more valuable in some way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's going to be an underground marketplace.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I would also think that, um even if the metadata standard isn't like um, within that, that they'll come up with some kind of way to it's like when people lock up some token in a smart contract and then mints uh you know um, like the same sort of thing um later on a different chain so that you know you're not creating double, but all that, I would imagine there will be some sort of way to remedy that and to make them more searchable and findable. who knows um, but either way it's it's pretty amazing that like all that stuff is happening now uh, led by all the people you were saying like that's
1: yeah. And yeah, like we're we're building together.
0: So here, a couple other things, if you don't mind. Um, So DeFi stuff, I'm just like, you know, have a good, decent understanding of your um, like the musical background and everything. I'm, I'm just curious as well, because like I said, as musicians, like we're now kind of having to delve into this economic market sort of like learning and understanding. So what, uh, what things are you keeping an eye on? It doesn't have to be like a shilling, you know. You don't have to mention particular protocols if you don't want to. But what sort of things are you excited for in DeFi that can both help, you know, you as a musician, but also just like you as like a person and your family and all that?
1: I've not gone too much into DeFi. Doesn't interest me a lot, especially so, well. Some tokens I've I've researched and I'll, I'll bet on those. Um, one is Maker because I've used the platform since, I've, uh, since I started in Cardano and minting my music. That was my go-to solution, and I've stuck with them.
0: And they've been great to work with so far?
1: Yeah. Like, I've, I've been using them for five months now and nagged them a lot in DMs with, with troubleshooting, so I've got to know their team, and so it's easy to throw some questions. Yeah, and I know the systems. I'm a, a partner project, you could call it, so I also help others in in their Discord server.
0: Oh, that's for uh, for EndMaker. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing.
1: That that a noob is the way I was when I started.
0: Definitely. Hey, we're all noobs at some point.
1: Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's EndMaker, um, and some other tokens that I've. S-
0: so mostly the things that you're really in the DeFi ecosystem for are like music related, essentially.
1: Yes, yeah, some music and some utility tokens.
0: Well, when you say utility, you mean like lending, borrowing. Um, like again, you don't. I, like I'm not looking to shill any like protocols in particular.
1: Uh, I have some uh, some Pavia tokens and some Cornucopia tokens. I call that utility tokens. Uh, they're not now, but they will be.
0: Yes, and like you were saying in the beginning, uh, that'll be a way to connect. As a, as a musician, you'll be able to at least you know for Pavia, who, who knows exact. I think Cornucopia is more like in the game gaming world right
1: my understanding is that they also will be some kind of open world that you can freely run out or you can come into my studio in my home bubble if you want uh same in pavia
0: okay i didn't realize that that'll be awesome
1: so i'm i have a house that um, a 3d artist have designed for me for pavia like it's a pca uh, with studio on top, so I yeah one of my plans with Pavia at least I'm I'm more into into Pavia uh, is to yeah have have people come by my studio like yeah ut- utility to try to to try to yeah connecting and try to set up something in regards to that.
0: So yeah, it seems like you you're really setting yourself up to to really launch like the whole musician side of it into the next era in a way.
1: Maybe, yeah, be a part of it at least I've, been, uh, I've, I've done a lot of firsts on Cardano, but uh, a, a big topic on Twitter today was uh, I think it was Ada ninjas, uh, one of the creators there, who tweeted, "Why is being first? Why, why does it have so much value?" And it's like with space buds, it's easy to it's easy to just rely on being first instead of constantly trying to improve yourself and. And push forward.
0: So so true. And the people, or the artists, and bands who are able to do both, are the ones who really make the mark. I feel like the Beatles for, is a great example, for instance, because there was no stopping at that point. They they just kept going. They could have they could have stayed their sound as much as they wanted, yeah. but they decided to change more times in like two years than most bands ever do in their lifetime.
1: And it's given us a lot of great music. And it's yeah, I, um, I said in one of the music spaces like if you rely on one release one song a year to sustain your income with streams okay a record label is for you a mainstream record label but to have more creativity I would rather make five albums a year to try to stay innovative and yeah just evolve like I said with Beatles
0: no, it's so cool, man. I I respect that so much, honestly. It's uh, it seems like it's the perfect space. I, like, the space attracts people like you who who want more than just the, the golden handcuffs, as that article yeah. said. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you want to mention? Um,
1: I I don't think so. I'm not I'm not a great shiller, or myself. I'm I'm more of the silent type. <laughs>
0: just just if you know you want people to know something, it's not. Like, yeah, I, I, I agree with the shilling thing. It's not, there's plenty of shilling in the community already, for better or for worse. But yeah, just anything to help people understand, like your music and movie stuff or anime stuff if you're into, or like just what you do outside of it.
1: Recently, I've uh, started doing some, yeah, like I said before, some musical scores or cinematic scores connected to two of the collaborations or partnerships that I've uh, done, and Uh, Back to some shilling. Uh, I've just started a 101 collection with ten pieces, uh, ten pieces of AI art that I make music on.
0: Is this um, related to Dolly at all?
1: It's a new, it's a new one, or if Dolly is evolved, I don't know. But it's something called Mid Journey that everyone uses now.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, it's either like a forked version of it or it's something. yeah. Yeah.
1: So I've done some myself, um, and I buy some. Like I can, I can browse to art on JPEG store, and then I see something I like, and I make music on it. So I've done three pieces now, uh, seven to go. Like I don't plan, I, yeah, I just
0: make... Are they released yet, or...?
1: Two of them are. Uh, the third one is going on sale when Artano is online again with their auction system but yeah that's that's the more cinematic approach that I'm trying to, like I said before, I've been a lot of influenced by Star Wars and John Williams and his music, so it has always moved me, and now I try to yeah, play with some myself, try to evolve
0: hey, the the only constant is change, as they say. yeah, but oh, that's super cool. yeah, the one to ones are fun i I enjoy them uh Alex was mentioning how. And I've been thinking about this too, how like whether one-to-ones are like intrinsic to um, NFTs or not, like, cause you know, the idea of NFTs is like, you can, you can get so many, you can mint so many at a time. And obviously when you're doing this ad nauseum to like, you know, just 10K drops left and right, then it's like, okay, it's a little cookie cutter. feels like a moneymaker. But yeah, I like, I like people who kind of mess with the medium of it and, um, and try to make it different things, and and one I do like one on ones honestly, just for like its place in it, um, because it is, I mean, an NFT is like singular. That's the whole point.
1: Yeah, and it's a lot more personal, for me, for me at least. Like, the collection I mentioned is, I tried to make a thirty second sound clip, that match, uh, that match the image, that I animate by the way, try to animate it so it reflects my, yeah, my music
0: as well. When I think of it, you tried to animate the image itself,
1: yeah, well, I add elements to it and some movement, so it seems more fluid and more reactive to my thoughts when I make music yeah
0: that's se- that's separate from the Flantoshi thing, right
1: yeah, but that that too was a cool one oh one piece,
0: yeah, can you tell me a little bit about that too i'm I'm very curious too, how like interacting with him was
1: really cool <laughs> He's uh, he's a very open guy, very knowledgeable guy. So it uh, all credits to him and respect. Yeah, he's a good writer. But yeah, I saw some of his posts. uh, And then I saw his Flan and Friends announcement uh, or tweet. And I contacted him. And then we started talking. And yeah, I ended up in the the synth Flan. Flan.
0: (laughs) So good. I loved it. Yeah. What a genius idea to just see the world through Flan. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it, it, was, uh, it was a lot to, to research. Like, I, I, I watched and researched, yeah, many of his tweets, uh, his collections, to try to get a feel of, yeah, what I can make, try to find some inspiration.
0: Did you do the image as well, or was that somebody else who did that?
1: No, I did that myself.
0: Wow, how do you do that?
1: I use uh, a software named Creata, uh,
0: and and the animation. So the animation part you can also do in that Creata as well, because I, I remember it moved a little bit, right?
1: Oh, that uh, I I rely on the free software. I use some some spare cash to upgrade my um, upgrade my uh, plugins and stuff on FStudio Studio, so I can evolve my sounds. So I try to find. For the videos and animations that I do, I try to find free software. So that is called Filmforth.
0: Thanks for all this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, the easiest. And yeah, well, uh, it turned uh, subscription model based this month, actually. It's been free up until now, but it's what I need to do what I do.
0: That's awesome, man. Well, definitely inspiring for sure uh cool man i mean yeah like i said if there's anything else uh you're welcome to shill (laughs) obviously if you want but um but it's been awesome getting to know uh like you know the person behind the music and um just your mentality it's like i really enjoy the openness and the you know just you seem to um prioritize the important things not the uh the fluff around everything it's like you you're really into it
1: doesn't matter that much
0: yeah at the end of the day that's awesome man Cool. Thanks for your time, dude.
1: Well, thanks for having
0: me. And yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to Artists on Cardano. To support us on our mission of documenting artists on the Cardano blockchain, please consider donating ADA to $Arts on Cardano. We will continue this work no matter what, but a bit of help is always appreciated. Thanks for your support.